Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Orchard Park Public Library's In Good Health podcast. As always, I'm joined with the one, the only, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Hello, <laughs> Today, Sharon, is very exciting because summer is coming. It's finally Yay. coming. Yes. Um, and in preparation, I'm sure people as, you know, family units um, are gearing up for future plans. Things are starting to open up again, you know, which is great. Um, but, you know, doing some independent research, it is a little um, interesting that studies are looking at record-breaking cases of Lyme disease this summer. So in preparation for the summer, it's very important. I know everyone's hearing about COVID, 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 but um, we should, I think it's important to also remind people that Lyme disease is actually on the rise and making sure that you're checking yourself when you're going outside, checking your kids, checking your pets um, for ticks is very important because you certainly do not want to have to deal with Lyme disease in any way, shape or form. So I thought today, as we prep for the summer, we can do a little deep dive into Lyme disease, what we know about it, what we don't know about it, and uh, some other fun tips for the summer, staying healthy and staying safe, because we love both of those things, right? Yes. So what do we mean exactly when we say, or how do we come to understand what something like Lyme disease is, right? Lyme disease is a bacterial infection it's caused when um, spites or spites when ticks, um, which are kind of um, arachnid, kind of like a spider, um, when they bite a person and are able to remain on you attached for long enough to transmit the bacteria. Um, so if something like that isn't treated, usually by something like an antibiotic, symptoms can increase um, with severity over time, and eventually can lead to something that could affect your nervous system or even your cardiovascular system. Um, we don't know why the chronic conditions persist in some people despite treatment, which is uh, kind of alarming. And, you know, doing the research on this, Sharon, I was, you know, surprised by the level of gray when it comes to the information on Lyme disease. Um, but again, so if you do find there, I mean, they're as small as, you know, mustard seeds, they can be, um, and they, you know, live in, um, hot, humid places. Um, but only I think in cases, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woodsy areas with lawn grass. So if you are going outside and you're brushing up against the grass or you're in areas where it's warmer, um, you want to be mindful of checking your ankles, checking, you know, exposed skin, and just make sure those things aren't, you know, chilling on your skin. Because if they are able to latch on and, uh, you know, bite and um, spread the bacteria, um, again, research shows that it usually takes about, you know, anywhere from, say, like 36 hours for them to dig deep enough where they can, you know, um, in, uh, pass on the bacteria. Um, and if you do find them, what you want to do is you want to remove them. You want to make sure you remove all the tick, right? So not just the body, but start from the head and um, make sure all of it's removed because uh, that's very important. Um, I would suggest going to the doctor to have it removed. And it, yeah, it might be worth going to have your, you know, your doctor remove it. If you're unsure, you know, you're not, you don't feel confident that you've removed enough of the tick. That's a very good point, Sharon. 
Um, I would never feel confident that I. Yeah, <laughs> that's got a good every point. Part of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I would want to make sure that if I found one that you know maybe the doctor could check my back really good. And oh yes. And I couldn't see as well to make yes. sure there weren't ticks where I couldn't see them. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Primary symptoms of Lyme disease, they're usually laid out in three stages. Stage one is early on. Uh, that There may or may not be a rash that shows up on your body in, in a stage like that. Um, a rash may or may not be bullseye-shaped. Um, additional symptoms that may occur in the first, say, 30 days after a bite include something like fever, a headache, fatigue, muscle and joint aches, and even other flu-like symptoms. That's usually in the first stages. So, you know, if you think you've been bitten it's, um, and it's had enough time to, to engorge itself, um, you know, within the next 30 days, it could develop a rash that's bullseye-shaped. And all of those symptoms that we just listed, those are signs that it could be Lyme disease. And again, you want to check with your um, primary physician to um, have that tested. And something like stage two, that's, you know, it can be anywhere from days to months after initial bite. And if the infection isn't treated, it can spread throughout the body and causing skin rashes in multiple places, symptoms that could include muscle and joint pain, uh, mood and sleep changes, memory problems, and even heart palpitations. Um, at this stage, the bacteria can go to and damage many places in the body. So a headache or a stiff neck, nausea, vomiting, light sensitivity, or a fever could indicate something like uh, meningitis, which is an inflammation of the membranes co that covers the brain. Uh, later on, uh, in something like stage three, that's when we're talking about things like long-term Lyme disease. Uh, Lyme disease may be able to hide itself from your immune system uh, for a long period of time, and months later, it can return and progress into a further stage, which is what we talk about when we mention a stage three or long-term Lyme disease. And that is when it starts to affect the nervous system, uh, it can affect the brain, um, it can lead to things like irritability, depression, poor memory, or what we call like brain fog, slowness of thinking, difficulty retrieving words, so those are all pretty concerning things. Again, this is months after you've been bitten and, and possibly haven't um, treated the bite. So, and you're um, not going to think about that. So it's but definitely you're not, something. Right. And if it's gone, you know, gone unnoticed for so long, you know. Plus it might be wintertime, so your mind's not going to be going thinking about Lyme disease. Right, right. So, um, you know, not to scare people, but you know, you uh, if you do suspect that you have been bitten, the sooner you're able to get, um, you know, a jump start on this thing, just just for making sure whether or not it is Lyme disease, because not all ticks carry Lyme disease, so you can have the bite. It can show a little, you know, red bump where the bite is, but that only should last for a few days. Um, you know, it's when you start showing those early symptoms, you know, achiness, uh, flu-like symptoms, and the rash seems to spread that that's when you want to um, really get your ducks in a row and make sure that it's not Lyme disease. And if it is, you know, there are, there are there's antibiotics for treating that. You don't want to, um, you know, 
be too flippant when it comes to something like Lyme disease, especially because you don't want it to develop to something where it's going to affect your nervous system or your cardiovascular system for sure. And it's also really important um, if you do uh, get bit, you then you don't know whether you have Lyme or not, and to make sure you're continuing to do um, regular exercise just yes, to help yeah, hmm? um, remove the toxins that you know can get stored in your tissues. Just anything, um, movement and um, exercise, making sure that you are also uh, keeping your immune system in check, um, really taking extra immune things, uh, trying to de-stress yourself, um, any way that you can to keep the body in really good shape. That's a very good point, yes, because if you are, you know, suffering from any of these conditions, and while there isn't really um, uh, a vaccine for something like Lyme disease, um, if you are suffering from something like that, it is important to stay healthy um, holistically as best that you can. And Sharon's 100% right that the best way you can do that is, I mean, it's the things that we talk about on a general basis, but certainly something like exercise, because if you are dealing with something like fatigue, you have to make sure that your, your body is staying as in its prime condition as best it can as it fights off the, the bacterial you know infection. Um, so things like making sure you're getting enough fresh air, making sure you're getting enough exercise, I mean, we're not saying you have to run a marathon, but you know, just getting your steps in, making sure that you're getting enough oxygen in your lungs, um, and just trying to overall keep your, your spirits up is very important when it comes to dealing with, I mean, any sort of illness, right? But certainly when we're talking about Lyme disease, that's very important too. Yes. And uh, Sherry, did you want to talk about anything when it comes to um, other kinds of bites or summer tips that you have that you like to share with other people when it comes to this? Um, a couple of things. Uh, I always think about when summer comes to make sure I have things on hand for mosquito bites and also um, poison ivy. Right. So two, um, a couple of really good things to think about with mosquitoes, uh, making sure that we um, have some peppermint soap or peppermint oil handy because they don't like that. Um, lemon, eucalyptus, um, rosemary. You know, you can make your own repellent if you're out in the garden. Um, especially if you're out early, you know, a lot of the, the little gnats are out and they are mosquitoes and they want, when you're watering, they want to come over and get your water. So, <laughs> um, you could, if you take a lot of vitamin Bs, I've noticed uh, that they really have a hard time penetrating your skin. Oh, that's so sometimes you can like watch them land on your skin and they just fly away. Hmm. So making sure you take, just like we said, even for COVID, the B, the C, and D are all really good things to continue to take to repel um, insects yeah. and to keep our immune system in check. But also, like I said, um, you know, you might want to just mix together whatever your favorite things are. If it's lemon eucalyptus, lemon rosemary, definitely peppermint, and use that. Um, you're going to have to spray it more often than you would um, something like DEET, but it doesn't have any chemicals in it. You're not going to have to worry about it. Any respiratory distress or anything. Oh, yeah. Um, if you get stung by a bee, a lot of times, if you're not vegan, you could use a little honey, but if you are um, vegan, you would use maybe like aloe or some oatmeal paste. Um, my favorite one that works amazing for poison ivy is jewelweed. Um, and if you're not familiar with that and you see poison ivy in your yard or if you're in the woods, usually you can find jewelweed within about 50 feet. Um, of poison ivy and it's um, a green kind of um, stalky looking 
plant that has beautiful little orange and yellow flowers. And if you boil some of that and put it on your poison ivy, it um, brings the poison out. Oh, awesome. That's very good. Yep. That's nice. It works really, really well. Yeah. So just trying to remember to use, you know, your natural things. Also, mm-hmm. um, I mm-hmm. guess I should mention sunscreen because oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a big one. Um, Want to make sure that we use sunscreens that are, uh, do not have the oxy uh, benzone. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are bad for the coral reef, but also bad for um, allergies. It can bring on allergies in us, hormone disruptors, cell damage. Uh, there's some really great ones out there. I'm going to give a couple plugs. Um, Badger, Kiss My Face, and Alba All, and uh, Think all have great um, natural sunscreens that don't have parabens or sodium lauryl sulfate. Um, Very nice, yes. So those are all great choices. But mm-hmm. we wanted to, oh, and the biggest one is hydration. Oh, hello. <laughs> so, you know, either making sure we have a nice water bottle to carry around with us. I like to put the Amazing Grass, uh, another plug for them, Amazing mm-hmm. Grass uh, Green Superfood effervescent tab. So that way, you, not only are you getting some water, but you're getting um, 30, I think it's a mixture of like 30 different greens. Oh, so, nice, nice. Yeah, another way to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. And to end on a positive note, get out there and get some vitamin D. You know, it's it's great for your immune system in general. It's great when it comes to, you know, COVID-19 symptoms. Um, but like you said, um, healthy sunscreen and making sure we're drinking enough water is uh, the best we can do, right? And uh, I know we're all looking forward to the summer. It's going to be it's going to be a good one. Um, as always, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening in, Sharon. You're the greatest. Uh, Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week for another episode of the In Good Health Podcast. Thanks so much and take care, guys. Thank you, Tom. Bye-bye. Bye.